Hey everyone, today we have Laura Longnecker on the show. Information you can trust, stories you can relate to, and tips and tactics you can apply on your next adventure. Hunting, fishing, camping, and everything in between. This is the Battle Mountain Podcast. All right, Laura, thanks so much for taking the time out of your day to hop on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you, and thanks for having me. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't. I went to actually go look up a buddy's <laughs> Instagram so I could because I didn't have his cell number. So I was just going to message him about being on a podcast, and he's actually the next guest in line. And you popped up, and I was like, "She looks kind of familiar." Why? And then I saw that you do stuff with mountain ops and things like that, and um, yeah, so I, I was, I'm pretty excited to get to talk with you about a little bit about, you know, fitness and mindset and nutrition and of course shooting bows and everything in between. So yeah, thanks a bunch for hopping on the podcast and why don't you kind of just let the audience know just a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got into, um, fitness and things like that. Oh man, you're giving the mic to me and I can talk for days. (laughs) I can talk for days. Uh, So I can start with the fitness. Um, I've been an athlete since four years old, played soccer growing up, then got into high school, played high school soccer, travel ball, and got into weightlifting. I really love the aspect of weightlifting and just being in the gym. So after I went to college for soccer, after college, I just stayed consistent in the gym. I learned a lot about nutrition in college with uh, trainers and what have you. And just from there, I've been focused on my health and fitness and I can't step out of the gym. So that's, that's what's working out um, in the gym set. <laughs> I'm just, I'm addicted to it. Uh, hunting is a whole different thing. I did it with my father. Uh, he's, I've been hunting with him since I was a little kid. He actually used to climb up a tree stand with me and the climber with me on his back. Um, so we, we grew, we grew up hunting and fishing and got me in a bow hunting at a really young age. And so archery and fitness are like my, my two hobbies that I just can't live without. Well, that's awesome that, you know, I, I have done similar things like that with my boys and I see it instilled in them. Uh, much more than just an interest, you know, to them, they look at it almost as a way of life. You know, they're like, dad, let's go do this. We love it. You know? And I, I feel fortunate that that is, um, that's instilled in them, you know, cause not that, not that I would be obviously be upset or anything like that, but it, I mean, that's a lifelong hunting partner right there, you know? And oh, definitely. So awesome. Uh, you know, you mentioned a little bit about your, uh, fitness and, Kind of how now it's you're addicted to it, and essentially it's become a way of life. Um, kind of touch on a little bit about um, kind of the what what types of hurdles you had to get over in order to stay consistent, and what you know when the shift went from damn it, I got to go to the gym again to you know what, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to the gym because naturally I think all of us, when you get done at the gym, you're like, Oh, that, that felt pretty good. I'm glad I went. But 
I can tell you for me, the hardest thing is just making myself get there. Once I'm there, I'm fine. I'll do whatever work oh, that yeah. I had to do. But man, just <laughs> making myself get there is like, oh, remember I had to uh, fold laundry and, uh, oh, you know, <laughs> all that stuff that starts is, coming up. So let's let's touch on that a little bit. <laughs> that's probably the hardest part is actually getting there. Um, I, I'll definitely agree with that. So there's i'll i'll take it serious here and i'll take it personal um my family actually all my most of my family have diabetes and they're type 2 but diabetes so they're not the type 1 that they were born with they all they're most of them are overweight and i don't want to shame my family i love them to death but having that medical history in the background of that they can be a diabetic I have pushed myself harder every day to make sure that I stay fit and stay consistent in the gym. And that's just the serious side of things. But right. for the most part, I absolutely love the feeling of a workout. Um, everybody says that, you know, mental health is mental health awareness is really important. Um, you don't, I don't think that I have any mental health issues until I don't work out. And then I'm like, <laughs> I want to kill somebody. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I think, I think mental health is a real thing. Cause after I work out, I just, I feel, I feel amazing the rest of the day. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't know that I, what happened, one of the things that is and it's and it's probably just a hurdle that I need to figure out how to get over. But when I am when I haven't been to the gym for a little while and I go back to the gym and I work out and I feel sore, mm-hmm. I love that feeling. feeling. In my mind, yeah. I'm thinking, awesome, you know, something happened and I'm having progress, right? And then as soon as I am going to the gym and I'm no longer getting sore, I'm like, why am I here? Is anything even happening? <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm dead serious. A, and it's probably an excuse. I mean, it's just an excuse like that my yeah. mind is saying up there. But I'm like, ah, God, I'm not sore anymore. This is boring. <laughs> that just means you have to push yourself harder. There you go. See? Calling it like it is. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so with, you know, with... Uh, the 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 family side of things as far as diabetes goes and things like that um what like obviously there's more to going to the gym and making that decision than just that um so what what are some of the other things that that really push you to show up every day and be in the gym it's it's a mindset it's a way like i said i don't i just wake up my alarm goes off and i say get ready let's go i don't have i have my kids um i want to be healthy for them when i when they as they get older and they grow uh they're real little right now but one of the reasons why i work out is probably to chase them around and keep up with them because they are full throttle non-stop uh, little rugrats. So <laughs> I, I like keeping up with them. Uh, the gym, you know, working out gives me energy that I need to stay, you know, stay up with eating healthy. Uh, that gives me the energy I need to kind of stay active through the day. I also do have a full-time job. So social media, hunting and working out. If I could get paid like the big moolahs for that, yeah, I'd be doing that. But I have a full-time career as well that I'm working 40 plus hours a week just to 
do that and then come home and make sure that I'm staying on track with my health and fitness. What What is your full-time job? I am a utility arborist. So I work for the power company and I'm a forester for them. No kidding. Yep. That's huh. what I do. How long have you been doing that? I've been with the company for six years and I've been doing this particular role for two years. That's cool. It is. That's excited. cool. That, you know, but it, it, with that, it kind of brings up an interesting subject to me because, you know, here you are, you got, you're working 40 hours a week and then you have, I think two little boys or just one? Two. Two little three boys. Three and one. Three and one. Yeah. Mine are three and 10. Um, so on top of that, you have obvious, and, and anyone that's not a parent out there, I'm telling you right now, the amount of extra laundry and dishes that your kids can, <laughs> can put out is absolutely insane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? So here you have all that, and you're still finding time to do what is best for you and your mental state and your body and go to the gym. How, how long do you typically go? You know, what is your average gym session length? So I was lucky enough, my husband actually built a shop in our backyard and he turned, he converted our garage into my own personal gym. Uh, so I don't go to an actual gym. My garage is my gym. So I spend, I would say between 45 minutes to less than an hour of a workout. And that's about six days a week. Um, sometimes five, but that's very rare. So mostly six days a week for right under an hour each day. Dang. And, uh, well, that's, that's, that's awesome. And, and really honestly, for, for the sake of this conversation it's beneficial, right? Because mm -hmm. the, the reason I ask is, you know, like myself, for instance, when I go to the gym, it is roughly 15 minutes or 20 minutes to drive there. I do whatever workout I do. And then 15, 20 minutes to drive back. And so even on the on the the off chance that I do go and work out for less than an hour, which I try to keep it right around that hour mark, but sometimes I just do more or whatever else, you know. Yeah. So on top of that, I'm looking at another forty minutes, and the whole time. And again, I'm not I'm not saying it's not excuses because it is, but the whole time I am there, I'm thinking. Man, I have this project that I am literally a week behind on that I should probably be working on right now. I have, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, and all that stuff is going through my mind as well. Um, so it's just like, man, you just, I guess, what do you just have to, you just have to tell yourself to get over it, I guess, huh? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, you just gotta, you have to make time for yourself. So the gym is another thing. That's my only me time. Um, I'm unfortunate enough to have a husband that works out of town. So I'm fortunate to have an amazing husband, but he works out of town. So he, on the weekends, it is me and the two kids. Uh, so I have to find that time to kind of, like I said, I need my, my time. I need my own space, my time. I work out at the ass crack of dawn, um, actually before dawn, because it's five o'clock in the morning. But that's my only time that I can actually dedicate to myself. And some some women like getting their nails done. Some women like getting their hair done or go shopping. Mine is spending that hour in the gym every day. That just 
gives me time to myself. That's your to focus deal. on myself, and yeah, I just need that time to focus on myself each day. That's pretty cool. And yeah, it's, it's rewarding. Yeah, for sure. I, uh, you know, I like to get my hair and my nails done also. Remember, this is 2022. Okay. I'm totally (laughs) messing with you. Um, (laughs) But no, like, I, I think, I think figuring out a way to combat those things that come up. And, and I am more than happy to use myself as an example and, and put, me and my excuses out for everybody like that doesn't bother me one bit but so and you know in my in my specific case I need to figure out a way to be okay with going to the gym and spending that time there because like regardless of if the gym is healthy for you if the whole time you're the gym you're going I shouldn't be here I need to get that done I need to get that done I need to get that done um Mm -hmm. it while it might be helping your your physical body obviously that is also not all that great for your mental stress you know because you're like man I just because that's what happens to me and again not saying it's not an excuse but I literally will go to the gym and I get back and I'm like great now I'm even farther behind I'm like, did it feel good? Yeah, sure. I got a good workout, but I am even farther behind, <laughs> you know? So, so figuring yeah. out how to deal with that is uh, something at, in and of itself. There we go. That's what I was trying to get out. <laughs> so you just have a time management issue. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I do. Because I, I, I have my, my youngest son every other week, and I have my oldest son every other weekend. So when I have my youngest son, because I don't have him the following week, I try to do as much as I can with him. Yeah, of course. So then in turn, the week after that, there's days where I'll literally work for 20 hours a day and still not be done. <laughs> so, so taking an hour and a half or two hours or whatever it is to go to the gym is more of a struggle when I'm behind on projects than when I'm caught up. You know what I mean? No, for sure. So it's just the mindset thing because say like if I had a busy day, I need to set that time apart for myself to be able to work out for that hour to be able to conquer the rest of the day. Because if I like if I didn't do that workout or I wasn't able to get that workout in, that w- that's the one thing that'd be bothering me all day is like, okay, yeah, I have a busy day, but I wasn't even able to focus on myself for 30 minutes, 45 minutes. So like if I had a busy day, and I woke up late, um, then I can't work out for an hour. So, but I still, I'm going to put that 30 minutes of hard ass work in, um, to make sure that I still like bust it in that 30 minutes. And then the rest of the day will come easy because that kind of re- relieved that stress for the rest of the day. So it's just the mind mindset of putting yourself first. Yeah. And it's funny that you bring that up. Cause again, I, I, completely happy with being very transparent. Um, a while back I was seeing a counselor and, and that is something that she mentioned to me was, Hey, you need to be okay with putting yourself first sometimes. And I was like, and and what exactly does that mean? And what does that look like? (laughs) You know, cause I, I don't know. I just, I, I 100% agree with what you're saying, what she's saying. 
I just don't know how to let go of the things that I need to get done. You know what I mean? Yeah, one step at a time. One step at a time. Just let it all go. Let it all go and go to the gym. Yep. That's what I'm gathering here, Laura. So just like put in your your earphones, blast some loud ass gangster rap music or whatever your heart desires. And just focus on yourself for thirty minutes. Did we just did we just get an insight to your music choices? Possibly. It depends. It depends on what uh, what muscle group I'm working out. I'm not joking. Really? So you change music per muscle group? Uh, if it's leg day, I gotta listen to some like booty shaking music. <laughs> so I gotta listen to some like hardcore rap, two thousands rap, just booty shaking, get low kind of music. Uh, other days is kind of like hard rock fitness. There's some there's some good channels on Pandora that I listen to, but it's very hard to listen to some two thousands or nineties country when you're trying to pump iron. <laughs> Yes, uh, you know, I think I could agree with that. <laughs> yeah, even though, even though I love it, it's my it's my choice of music. But in the gym, it's you got to change your mindset. You got to go all in. Yeah, head bopping. <laughs> That's fair. So, with all that, um, kind of walk us through a little bit about your types of workouts um because i was i don't remember which post it was but it was recently oh man maybe yesterday or the day before i saw one of your posts talking about um the types of workouts that you do and things like that so you know walk us through maybe you know a, a, an average week um for you going to the gym and the type of types of workouts that you're focused on okay so hmm. does that make sense i yeah it, it does okay so when i was going to the gym um this was obviously before kids when i had time to go to the gym but when i was going into a gym i always got asked if i was a crossfitter or what kind of athlete I was. Um, so that, I guess that's like the vibe that I give off as a CrossFitter. I've never done CrossFit. I actually went to a CrossFit gym about a month ago, um, and it, they busted my ass. But I am—I would say a like a cross training, like a hit high intensity, lightweight. Um, I hurt my back when I was lifting, like right after high school. And I don't know what I did. I'm not going to go to a, you know, a doctor. I've been to the chiropractor just to get adjusted, but something with a disc or whatever. Um, but I, ever since then, I've just done really lightweight and just like high intensity, high reps, lightweight. Um, I do all muscle groups. Um, I don't do cardio. I despise cardio. I did, oh my gosh, let's talk more about this because I flipping <laughs> hate cardio too. So let that was actually uh, part of the post. That was part of the post yeah. where you had mentioned, you know, I don't I don't do cardio and I was just like, wait a minute, you what what? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do not do cardio. I do like the burpees. I can do some burpees, but that's like the most cardio that I'll ever do. It's like some box jumps. Um I just I don't like cardio. I just there's nothing about it that makes me happy. <laughs> like when I work out, I want to be happy and cardio is just not one of them. Like I said, I, 
I do higher intensity stuff. So I'm actually getting my heart rate up. Same thing that cardio does for you, but I'm not going to sit there and run around the, <laughs> run around the neighborhood for two hours and sweat. It's just not my, not my cup of tea. I did enough cardio in college soccer to never want to do cardio again. No, but I thought that was the point of cardio is just to hate life. <laughs> mm. Apparently. That's yeah. what them runners, I like that. I've never seen a runner running happy, smiling. And I'm like, oh, I love this. No. <laughs> if they do, they, they are on drugs or something. <laughs> so, um, and, and for, for anyone that's listening, um, uh, Laura, real quick, while, while we're kind of talking about the type of workout and the thing that you do, you know, as far as people comparing you or, or thinking you might be a CrossFitter, will you, will you give out your, uh, your Instagram handle that way people can obviously connect with you, whatever else. Cause I just, if somebody, you know, th- then somebody can go, yeah, they're, she's not kidding. I could see why people might think she does CrossFit or, or whatever, you know. So how do I feel about when people call me a CrossFitter? No, or do I no. Give out, do, do I show them who I am? No, I am just wondering if you can give your Instagram handle so that people uh-huh. can yeah. obviously go connect with you and look at some of your workouts and things like that. Connect. So my Instagram is just my full name spelled out with a period in between. So Laura dot Longnecker. Perfect. And it'll be in the show notes. And the only reason I say that is because obviously as we're talking about your workouts and things like that, people will be able to actually associate what the hell we're saying with, with your Instagram. So um, I am not a CrossFitter. I kind of look like one, but I'm not beefy. (laughs) I'm I'm not beefy like a CrossFitter. I'm not shaming CrossFitters. I ain't just got, I'm not beefy. I mean, I don't know. I just watched you curling like 55 pounds. That's pretty beefy. I'm kidding. I'm I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) I am. All right. I might be, I might be a beast, a beast and beefy. Anyway. There you go. No. Yeah. So the, but I do like I, said, I do a lot of high intensity cross training things that I have seen CrossFitters do, uh, so I could I could definitely keep up with them, but it's not my everyday beat the crap out of yourself way of life. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> so so basically, because you're removing cardio from the equation. Um, yeah. Your workouts are very, very fast paced. Is, is that, am I understanding that correctly? Yep. So that just kind of substitutes the cardio part of things as I uh, do short, short breaks in between reps, higher reps. Like I said, keeping my heart rate elevated mm-hmm. throughout the workout is the same, kind of the same concept as doing cardio. I mean, to me, it is. I don't know if it's scientifically proven that they're the same, but <laughs> in, my, in my head, that's how I like to portray it. That's fair. I mean, naturally, right? You would think that elevated heart rate is elevated heart rate, no matter how you are causing that to happen. Correct. You know, and here you are choosing to do something that, uh, you know, that you actually enjoy over doing something that you're like, I, I, because of doing that exercise, I don't want to do the whole workout. I don't want to go to the gym and just sit on the treadmill for an hour. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Not what I signed up for. (laughs) So we had a we had a run, I think about four miles 
every day, like the beginning of the season for college. And that was just like four to four to six miles, depending on the day. And it's August and I'm just, it just beat the living dog shit out of me. I'm sorry. It's just like, I couldn't, I could not do it no more. I was just done with cardio after that. And that's, that's just the warm up. Then you have actual scrimmage and practice. So by the end of the day, you're probably running over 10 miles right. a day. Right, a day, my, exactly, uh, not. My, yeah. <laughs> a day. And my, yeah. knee, my knees were just shot. Like, I had actually had surgery on one of my knees. Um, and I, I don't want to say it's from cardio, but it's definitely from soccer. So I just kind of, after that, I just do white weight, and I still am able to lift and not be injured. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Um, you know, you have kind of mentioned a couple times, for lack of better terms, going to the gym and beating the crap out of yourself. <laughs> yeah. And mm-hmm. I and I like that. Um, but kind of, kind of explain really what that means. I mean, is it as simple as, hey, I'm going to go there and I'm just going to go as hard as I possibly can? Or is it as simple as, hey, here's what I'm doing this week. Next week, I'm going to do... 10% more, 15% more. Like, what, what does that actually look like? So I kind of set myself at like a six week program that I make myself and I'm not a professional by any means, but this is just based on experience. Uh huh. Um, I've been working out, I'm 28. So I've been working out since I was probably 14 or 15. And so that's a, a few years of experience that I have from just kind of different muscle groups and different ways of training so I do about like a six a six week program of where I hit for six days for the six weeks for six days a week I hit a different muscle group every day and I normally hit since there's six days I normally hit like two muscle groups twice a week so I'll hit like I'll do like shoulders and buys um, or back and tries or you know all legs or what have you but I do the same kind of workout for those six weeks and then after that six weeks I'll change it up and it might not be a big change but I'll change it up a little bit but during like those six weeks I'll go hard like you said I'll go 10% harder the following week um to where I since I don't do heavy weight or super heavy weight I do higher reps lighter weight but then you do like your burnout reps to where like you just say like I'm doing flies like ladder you know shoulder or any kind of like workout, but I do it until I am, my muscles feel depleted and I just like can't lift no more. Okay. So it's like why I said like beating the crap out of myself. I'm not injuring myself, but I am really like straining that muscle to where it is burning and I'm getting every little ounce of energy I can out of that workout. So then like then at the end of that cycle, at the end of that six weeks, I have like a really slow deload week where I just do like body weight or super light workout stretches just to allow my body to like recoup and recover. Uh huh. And then I'll, then I'll change my kind of change my program to like a different, different cycle of different workouts. Interesting. Uh, so, so when you change your program to a different cycle, that's after the six weeks. Yeah. So okay. every six weeks I try to change it up a little bit and I don't change it much. Um, I still do like my pull-ups and different kind of pull-downs or like different same, same workouts, but I might change the reps or change, uh, how often or how many, if I'm like doing higher reps, if I want to build muscle, I'll 
add a little bit of weight and do lower reps. So okay, I just change it up based on kind of what I'm looking for. But I don't want to be a man, so I try to keep the weight down. <laughs> uh, high intensity to be burning the fat and uh, essentially stay toned up. Yes, lean like a lean muscle mass. Okay, okay. How many pull ups can you do? How many pull ups is your is your pull up workout? How many do you do? So my workout and my max pull ups two completely different things. Um, I can do I want to say between the most it depend it depends now and don't take this don't let me be offensive here but if I was like drinking a couple beers I could probably do twice as many pull ups. <laughs> I don't know if it's like a it's a, it's a mental thing it's like hey let me drink a couple beers and I can do like like when you could like play beer pong when I was in high school I'm like hey let me drink another beer and I'll be better at this. Um, so I could probably do, I would say between 10 and 15 pull-ups, like unassisted, probably that's how many I could do. Um, when I'm working out, I do sets of, uh, seven reps and I'll do like seven sets of seven. Okay. So not a lot, just uh, pull-ups are towards the end of my workout. So I'm already feeling, uh, I want to say weak, but I'm kind of, my muscles already beat up. So I don't do as many as I could because I want to do more pull-ups. If I did 10, I could probably do like two or three sets. But if I did seven, I could do seven sets, if that makes sense, because I'm trying to do more reps. Gotcha. Gotcha. So with with that, um, those seven reps, you know, and this goes back to doing your exercise quickly. Are you literally basically trying to go as fast as you can for those seven reps or is it more nope. because it's at the end of your works workout slower and controlled? Very controlled. That's why I only do seven. If I wanted to do like a quick burnout, I would do like some between 10 and 15. Um, but at the end I am trying to concentrate on that muscle and control that pull up. So it's a very slow, I actually think posted maybe this morning in my story or yesterday. No. Yeah. What was today? Today was back day. So it might've been this morning in my story. If it didn't post that technical issue, but I did post about just doing like a super, super slow set of pull-ups. Um, and that just is a controlled set of pull-ups. Gotcha. Interesting. And also, also depends on the music too. If there's a good song playing, <laughs> might, might be able to pump out 20. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's oh, awesome. So, you know, I, moving forward, let's, let's talk just, I know you already mentioned to me that, you know, you're not a nutritionist or whatever, but I don't think anyone ever listening to this would ever disagree how important nutrition is for any type of body. <laughs> Oh, whether sure. whether you got a keg or you got a six pack, you, you know, nutrition probably helped you get there. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, I saw again, this, you know, this is something that again, made me want to reach out and, and do a podcast with you. I saw a, a picture that you had posted or on your story or something with all your, all your Tupperware with all your foods. And, yeah. uh, so walk us, walk us through that a little bit, you know, maybe kind of the the things that you aim towards as far as nutrition and then maybe some tips on how to be efficient with it so you don't feel like you're just cooking for 10 hours a day every day. 
I don't know how I do it, but I cook my meals for the week super within less than an hour, two hours. I can cook my whole week of meals. And I don't know if I've just done it for so many years that I've just like mastered the art of meal prepping. Um, now meal prepping can get very boring and people always think to themselves, man, I hate eating chicken and broccoli every day. I can't do this. I'm going to gag. I'm going to, I just, you know, why would somebody beat themselves up just to be skinny or this and that? Um, I, listen, I work in the field. So prepping my lunch is super important because of the spending really. I don't want to be spending, I don't want, first, I don't like fast food. Um, second, I don't want to be spending 10 bucks a meal on fast food that sucks and is not beneficial for my body. Um, another reason I'm out in the field, like I said, and I want to be able to eat food that energizes me. So I'm not sitting there eating a burger and then want to take a nap after. Right. Uh, so there's so many, re- there's so many reasons why I meal prep, but the main reason is obviously the nutrition side of it is to eat my lean protein, my vegetables, um, my, the carbs that I need to keep me going and stay on track and knowing what I consume and what I eat daily. I feel that's like the most important thing. Cause like, what if I get sick from something? I know what I ate. I cooked it. Um, I know all the ingredients that are in all my meals. Um, I don't have to worry about what I'm eating. A lot of it is, I want to say organic or I have my wild game in my freezer that unfortunately I just told you I just ran out of um, <laughs> me too <laughs> <laughs> which which sucks but we do have still a bunch of seafood we we live right on the water so we have fish from this year um so I still have a lot of fish but I don't know anybody that likes cold leftover fish um it doesn't really sound unless it's su- unless it's like sushi but like <laughs> That's fair. I like I like my, I like my fish fresh, uh, so it's it's kind of hard to eat like to meal prep with the fish that we have. But like I said, I just it's so important to eat consistent. Um, but it's it's very hard. It's not easy for a lot of people. Uh, but when it becomes when it goes from a diet to a lifestyle, I don't you don't second guess it. Like you don't think about why am I doing this. You just you do it. Um, so, but I've, I've written, and like, another thing with that is like, I'm not a dietitian. I can't subscribe a diet to somebody, but I've been meal prepping for myself for so long to get results that I want that I have helped others do the same thing. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not licensed in it. I'm not no professional. Like I said, I'm a, I've. I want to endorse myself as a professional. Um, I think I'm my, my own personal best, but that's just because I've been doing it for so long. And I've, I've helped a lot of friends like do the same thing. So they're like, Hey, I want to be healthier. Can you write me a meal plan or can you cook for me? And I actually have a neighbor that I cook for that. So she eats what I eat and she's lost 20 pounds in a month and a half just from changing her diet not even working out, just changing her diet because she was eating pizza and wings and, you know, whatever they, they brought to the office. And so I started prepping for her and she's like, I don't know why I haven't done this sooner. It's like, so it's just, a, it's cheaper than eating out every day. Right. Um, so that's the, that's the main number one reason that most people should want to think about eating healthy. It's because it's cheaper. Um, but also because it's, 
convenient. You don't have to worry about where you're going to eat next, and you get good results. Hmm. Hmm. No one. So I, you know, this whole time was like pizza is at the top of my list as far as workout nutrition goes. Um, <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. But, but, um, you know, I notice at least in myself. So, um, typically I have an elk and a couple deer and all that kind of stuff. And I didn't get an elk last year. I actually didn't even have time to go hunt my license that I had. So I obviously, yeah, obviously didn't get an elk. And, uh, you know, one thing I did notice as soon as I ran out of my wild game, my eating just went way out the window, <laughs> you know, cause I was like, I was eating steaks and fresh ground hamburger and all that kind of stuff every day. And then I ran out of that meat and <laughs> oh boy, it is, it is not good. <laughs> and I hate nope. paying for meat. Oh yeah. Especially when you can go out and kill it. You don't want to pay for it. But... Exactly. exactly. But then are you going, are you going to a restaurant and buying a steak or buying a burger? No, not usually. I go buy burger from the store and I, I hate it so bad, but I've been doing that and I'll be, you know, again, honest, there's times like I'll be on the way back from dropping my kid off or something. Cause it's a, it's almost a five hour round trip to go drop my son off after visitation. And, uh, so oh, I'll get wow. back. Yeah. I'll get back and be like, yeah, I, uh, I'm not cooking tonight, so we'll get whatever or eat something frozen or whatever, you know, which again, that's not healthy either. Um, so that, that goes obviously ties back into my question for, uh, for meal prepping and having a lot of food already made. So I can just get home and put it in the microwave, you know, yeah, or, or, or whatever. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's definitely the importance of the prepping too, because I prep my, I actually prep breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, and my snacks in between. And I, you do that I don't in eat, an hour? <laughs> yeah. Well, the breakfast is just the night before I do overnight oats. And I do have a reel on that, on making overnight oats that I make with the Mountain Ops protein. And it is, a lot of people don't like protein. If you don't like protein powder, obviously it's not for you. But the <laughs> overnight oats, the overnight oats, in my opinion, is to die for. It is refreshing gives you energy you're getting all your protein um i've literally I, never even heard of overnight oats oh my oh my god all right anyways you can go check out my reel make your own and then give me your review because it's it's what i eat probably five days a week um they're just like <laughs> it's like oatmeal but it's cold and i know that sound that part of it sounds gross but it's not you can't think of like hot oatmeal so it's just like a parfait in a way. I'm like Rocky. I just eat raw eggs and give it the, give it the onion. All right. You can do that. Go for it. Be, be my guest. Um, but so I do like my snacks are easy to prep the, you know, the morning over the night before. Um, but then my meals, yeah. So I prep just meals like in an hour 
And that's just, I just cook a big batch of veggies, a big batch of like chicken. Um, I do have a couple meals in my reels on Instagram. I do have a TikTok. Um, I think it's like Laura Fit Mom or something, but I don't really post on there because I I can't figure out the whole TikTok thing. Speaking of, <laughs> I walked, I went to, before this call, like an hour ago, listen to this crap. So I... <laughs> I'm on, like, <laughs> I'm like on the beach or like kind of like in a beachy area, like where I'm working at today. And I pull into one of the beach areas to use their public restroom. And there's these two like 10 year olds, maybe, maybe 12 doing a TikTok in the bathroom and but like doing their little dance. And I, I like, I like jumped in the bathroom. And I started dancing with them and they just got embarrassed and walked away. But I'm like, they're, <laughs> they're like 12 years old. And I'm like, this, this, like, they're probably famous on TikTok over here. So I might get famous now that I'm like some random ass woman that walked in and danced in their TikTok. Um, but um, I, I'm not a TikToker. I don't got moves. I can't dance. Uh, I don't got rhythm or nothing of that. But so I'm going to stick to my Instagram because you don't have to have skills for that. There you go. I don't know. I did see a video of you dancing with a water bottle or something like that. Oh, God, that's <laughs> embarrassing. I mean, Dude. look like you can dance to me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's tell you, if I, if I lost my job, I would not make money on the pole. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> they would they would probably throw money at me to get me off like, can you just go home please <laughs> oh god um but. so as far as you know uh workout and shooting bow is concerned um are there any any type of workouts that you do to to work with you know draw strength and things like that um as far as your bow is concerned? I do, actually. I have a workout that I don't want to say I created, but I know I didn't create because I know there's probably 100,000 other people that do the same thing. On TikTok. But probably. <laughs> but this was, this was a decade before TikTok, so I want to say that I'm going to take credit for it. Uh, but I, I actually call, I call it the bow hunter. And it's, it's with the cable machines and you just take it at chest height, like as you would pull back the bow and it's just like a single, single cable and you just kind of have your hand and I have a five pound dumbbell and the one arm that you would hold the bow with. And then I pull back the cable with the other arm, just like a bow. And I do that. I don't know. High reps, obviously, but I do that probably, um, maybe four or five sets of like 10 to 12. And I would say that definitely is, I call it the bow hunter because it looks like I'm shooting a bow inside of the gym without, without the release part. Um, but yeah, I definitely, but I do try to shoot my bow as much as I can in my backyard. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of back exercises that I do to help strengthen for bow hunting, for hiking, uh, climbing up, you know, climbers. Now I know out West y'all don't really do much tree stand hunts. Um, <laughs> you should, you guys see, you should see me use a climber, Laura. <laughs> you probably don't. You probably haven't used one in a minute. Yeah. It, it would, it would be sure to make you laugh at least if nothing else, <laughs> you would laugh. 
Well, like I said, that's like the whole out west honey. You guys like mostly spot and or stock and spot or spot and stock, whatever you want to call it. But you stock you stock your game. Where out here, you sit and wait. It's just like a waiting game of you don't really you don't really have the opportunity to stock out you know out east in Florida, Georgia, kind of like where you know where we hunt. Right. Um, but we also do have a lot of good areas because so from what I'm understanding, like I said, I haven't hunted the world. I've hunted Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, uh where else have I hunted? Um Oklahoma and Indiana. And from those states, it is different in every state. Obviously, you're different geographics. Like down in Florida, you're sitting in a maybe a area of high vegetation, um, like a cypress pond or like thick woody area to where you have multiple trees that you can just climb. You might have a little open area, a swamp, like it's mostly swampy. Um, so it's like different types of hunting up down here. And then Alabama, there's some ridges, some Creek bottoms that you hunt. Uh, Georgia's same thing. You know, you hunt some Creek bottoms, uh, a lot of plantation hunting, and then you go up to Indiana and it's like, Oh, our deer don't live here. They migrate. It's like, what the, what does migrate mean? <laughs> and so I, mean, <laughs> I knew like the Indians used to migrate, but we're like, why, why are the deer migrating? And like, that's just, they don't live like they do in florida that deer lives within that three acre plot for its whole life right in indiana that deer travels all over the state right it gets itself around so yeah they travel all over hell here too as you could imagine yeah so it's, it's like i said it's a different type of hunting everywhere you go i've been accustomed to hunting florida to where that deer you can watch it grow for 10 years um and it's going to stay in that same exact spot and not get pushed out unless nowadays construction uh building you know construction coming up and new houses and development that deer are getting pushed out of certain areas but they still move move to another area and stay there for the rest of their lives right for sure for so sure with with that what started it was the fitness <laughs> and the hunting <laughs> the part of climbing up a climber and the endurance of getting up in that climber uh, dragging a deer out, pulling that bow back and not worrying about like, if I get buck fever and I can't pull my 58 pound draw bow back, I'm going to be shaking the whole time, which if I, if I know my fitness is up to par, I'm going to have no problem pulling the bow back. Right. It's just a mental thing. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, obviously there's a, that, that's part of the reason why we hunt, you know, is, is having the excitement because much probably like you, if, if there's ever a time that an animal that I am wanting to shoot is about to come in and I'm not excited, I think it's probably time for me to be done, I guess. Cause <laughs> I mean, right. you know, but that is so true. And, and you know, I, I have, I've hunted out of tree stands quite a lot. Um, we just don't use climbers. We use more lock-ons here in Wyoming. But um, it's a, for anyone that has never done it and then goes, well, you, you don't have to be, you know, in shape or whatever to do it. it they clearly haven't done it, you know, because, like, staying 
mentally aware and then focused and being able to be there and be ready all day. And especially when it starts getting cold, you know, you have all that crap on and then here comes something you want to shoot. Now you're trying to draw your bow back. <laughs> and it's Well, like, you just said, you just said cold and realize I'm from Florida. Yeah. It you're is. from Florida. I'm not. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm saying like it don't. It's not cold in Florida. Like the coldest you'll I'll ever be is 35 degrees at the coldest, <laughs> and <laughs> that is like the coldest it possibly gets when you're hunting in the tree stand. Now there's been like one or two times that I've been in there and it's like 27. Um, I'm probably still sleeping because that's too cold for my <laughs> Florida bones. <laughs> I climbed down and I went home. <laughs> <laughs> that was too cold for me. Um, <laughs> Yes, if my fingers stop working on my keyboard texting, I I gotta get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just it it doesn't get that cold here. You're usually sweating in the tree stand, but even then, like I said, it's you're it's an endurance thing. Yep. Walking, you got to walk into the woods, and I don't drive my four wheel to my tree stand. So sometimes I'm walking a half mile, sometimes a mile with a climber. If the climber's not already in the tree stand. With a climber on my back, my bow, my hunting bag. So you're carrying, you know, close to 30 pounds, 35 pounds in the tree stand, you know, into right. the woods. Um, I want to be able to make sure I can get there and not die on the way in. <laughs> Nobody wants you to die on the way in. Um, nope. <laughs> well, perfect. Well, Laura, this was, I really enjoyed laughing and chatting and talking fitness and nutrition and bows and uh maybe sometime in the future we can we can hop back on and who knows where that one will go (laughs) yeah that's i really appreciate you having me and letting me chat yeah no problem